podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, man? Not much. I, I promise I'm not going to mention our Patreon account this this time around. And I think we need to just jump in to what we were talking about right before the show, which is the rare Tyler Croft tilt. The, the, we, oh, my God. We experienced it uh, together, actually. Yes. Yeah, so at least once or twice a year, Denny and I have a play that ends up doing very well that we forgot to forget to talk about on the show. And it's uh, someone that's in our show notes and that we've talked about and that we wanted to talk about. And then we don't. And then that player ends up going off. I swear to you guys, I God, this is going to sound so bad. I swear to you guys, we wanted to talk about Tyler Croft last week. Yeah. I, well, we, uh, JJ can show you and I, I'll show you as well. JJ can show you that he played Croft, uh, in our apex Raiders league. And I played him on FanDuel in a couple spots because I was like, Oh, he's playing the Browns. I mean, we talked about the great, right. great, great matchup and it was, and he succeeded. It reminds me of the Richard Rogers debacle. Yes. Yes. Against um, the lions, right? Wasn't it against yeah, the lions where he caught, I mean, he did okay. He scored like like 11 PPR points and then he caught a Hail Mary. Right. And right. and we but and and before the show we were like Richard Rodgers, yeah, yeah, let's definitely mention him and then we didn't. So. Right. Right. I mean it happened. And look, I I tweeted out earlier today um the 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 averages of our defensive quarterback and, and tight end streamers uh so far this season and Tyler Croft was not part of that just so people know. Like I I I didn't add him as part of the streaming group even though God, he should be part of that streaming group. Anyway, though, I tweeted it out, Denny. Our defensive streamer right now. So people ask me, which which streamers are you uh, averaging in this tweet? And it's not so much that, you know, that I'm... I'm so some people said, are you taking just the top streamers of the week? We, we're not really recommending top streamers of the week most weeks um, because we, we kind of changed our tune mm-hmm. in the way that we're trying to approach that because people got way too infatuated with that one play right. when th- there's a lot of variance involved in this. So I, I averaged everything. Um, and the defense so far is defense two, the equivalent points per game wise quarterback right now is averaging 19 points per game. That's QB nine. Um, which honestly, if we continue down this 19 points per game path, we're probably going to, we're going to rise in those rankings because that includes also Sam Bradford, uh, in his one game. So it's a points per game basis. So really you're, you're, you're doing okay. If you've at least hit on half of the, the quarterbacks that we've recommended this year, uh, and then tight end, tight end, man, tight end is really, really hard to stream. Usually, um, this year we're kind of killing tight end. I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm patting Denny virtually on the back right now. <laughs> same, uh, same. Yeah, we're doing it through Skype. We're patting each other through the the camera, and it's getting we kind look, of awkward. Yeah, we look very ridiculous. My yeah. shirt is off. But it looks way. like we're doing like a shoulder stretch or something <laughs> while, while while patting each other on the back. Yeah. But that look, man, we're at tight end seven right now in PPR formats. And that could even be higher if we weren't stupid and forgot to mention Tyler Croft. Yeah, I mean, I'm really happy with Titan 7. Also, if you 
uh, strip out Cutler from the quarterbacks were probably yeah. like QB two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Cutler and Car- well, Carson Palmer's been okay because he keeps salvaging his day with late touchdowns. But uh, and by the way, we'll we'll get to to Carson Palmer in a sec. But uh, yeah, if you strip out Jay Cutler, I could do the math, and that number will definitely rise because uh, Jay Cutler has been an abomination of a quarterback uh, over the last two weeks. And in two-plus matchups, the Jets, you know, maybe the Jets aren't as much of a plus matchup as we thought, but the Saints definitely should be. Like, yeah. on, on paper, I know the Saints are have back-to-back decent performances against quarterbacks, but my God. Like, the Jay Cutler thing, man, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. People don't want to hear about process over results anymore because we've talked about it so many times in this podcast, but we do have newer listeners. I know that for a fact because someone actually tweeted at me last week or tweeted at the account, one of the two, and was like, can you put a, can you make a glossary of terms for uh-huh. all the, for all the things that you guys say on the show? And I, I, you know, it's, you know, what is, what is tilting? Why do you guys say tilt all the time? <laughs> uh, why do you reference Arby's all the time? There, there are things that we like, wh- like we, we say stupid things. Why are you, why do you talk about Jason Witten all the time? Uh-huh. Uh, um, but regardless of that, the, the process for Jay Cutler that last week, I would do that 1 million percent over again. You have right. a, you have a game with a high over under. Yeah. Okay. It, it was a close game too. It was only like a two and a half point spread. The saints were favorite were favorites. You have a, a high over under, uh, and it's a secondary that you can beat. The saints have actually been a much better rush defense than a pass defense this season. So yeah. it made sense on paper. It really you, did. Yeah, you you die, die on that hill. Uh, I I would too. Uh, I <laughs> I kept getting um, tweets before, like on uh, on Saturday, saying, "Are you sure about Cutler because they're playing overseas?" I mean, you know, I don't really judge. Uh, I don't really say, well, you know, if we take into account the time zone change and then yes, maybe this guy is not optimal. I, that, yeah, I just I think that that's a bad thing to throw into your process. So uh, luckily for me, I had uh, I had two people uh, come back to me after Cutler bombed and said, uh, "Told you about the time zone." <laughs> yeah, so, I, I mean, I mean the, the thing the thing with uh, the thing with Cutler though, and then the time zone thing is like, all right, maybe you can make the argument for Drew Brees because they were over there for the week, but like. Drew Brees was also playing in London. In other court, Blake Bortles the week before destroyed the Raven secondary. He was also playing in London. I mean, you right. can't have this this selection bias, this confirmation bias, uh, just because that thing happened. I mean, look, we can we can take the L. I mean, Jay, I was higher than you were on Jay Cutler last week. I'll take the L. He was not a good fantasy quarterback. He did not perform. But again, this is something where in that spot, in that scenario. I would do it all over again because the, the biggest weakness with Miami right now is they have this makeshift offensive line and because they have a, a bunch of injuries on that line. And as a result of that, Jake Cutler has he, – he couldn't get the ball downfield. He threw two deep balls uh, last weekend. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense against a, a New Orleans Saints defense that's just been awful against a deep ball all season long. He threw two of them. That's something that's not necessarily – uh, foreseen, uh, yeah, and and <laughs> optimal against a New Orleans Saints front seven that isn't that scary. So things happen. He also threw a pick where Julius Thomas decided that he forgot how to jump on that first drive. Yeah, the first yeah. drive looked amazing for Cutler, right? Yeah. It looked like he was going to have a great fantasy day, and then Julius Thomas literally turned into like his body melted while he was in the end zone. Like, what happened? 
to his I, to his body on that play. I, I don't know. I have to say, this is a, a rare point of disagreement. I think that that pick was on Cutler a hundred percent. I know. I know Julius Thomas has what like seven inches and like fifty pounds on that cornerback, so he should be able to to muscle him. But but that that throw was horrendous. Like all Cutler throws this season, it was not. It was nowhere close. I put that on Cuddy. I I still look. I I don't I don't say I'll look it. Look it, Denny. Look it. Look it. If if Julius Thomas makes any play on that ball, I'm not convinced that it's picked off. I'm not saying that it was a good pass from Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler is certainly part of the blame. But I don't think we can ignore that Julius Thomas turned into my 64-year-old neighbor on that play. I mean, like, he hit his vertical. I don't know if you guys have watched Julius Thomas this season. Julius Thomas is, is like, less athletic than Justin Perillo. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he can, like, hardly move. Which was, by the way, so predictable when he when he left uh, for free agency from Denver, where yeah. he had just had these amazing seasons with Peyton Manning, like benefiting purely from Peyton Manning just just picking apart defenses, and uh, so you and I mean so you know he leaves, he gains a bunch of weight, he's terrible. This is a shock, a huge right. shock. But I think if you're going to throw a fade route, and and this is this is something we don't ever get into. This is not you know, and and I certainly don't. If you're going to throw a fade route. Throw it high. Throw right. it high. No, and no, it was a bad throw. You're right. I never see that. Like, like so many guys throw these fade routes. Like Kirk Cousins is like the master of throwing just like a bullet as a as a fade route. Like, why? Right. Throw it up. I mean, well, first of all, don't throw fade routes. No, the terrible. Don't throw fade routes. I'd, I'd I'd rather almost anything else other than fade routes. Yeah. But that was what happened with Jay Cutler. It was unfortunate. He scored a little over five fantasy points. Uh, I played him in a league. I played him in that same league, um, the the Apex League, where I had uh, Croft against Evan Silva. I played against Evan in two. Listen to this, Denny. I played against Evan Silva in two separate leagues this week. We went one and one against each other. In in one league, I had Devonte Adams, who I mean that was frightening. That yeah. hit. That was yeah. legitimately frightening. That kind of stuff makes me so sick in my stomach. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I had Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, who also died, and <laughs> no, he, his, his, his injury was not anything close, and Chris Carson in, on one team against him. The oh. other team, I had Dalvin Cook and Chris Carson. My God. Silva just, Silva just took this sword yeah. and just destroyed my teams. Yeah, dude, he, he put the hex on you. I, I, uh, Evan, if you're listening... I need this black magic that you're using uh, in, <laughs> in, in fantasy. Um, by the way, uh, um, that hit on 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 Adam. So uh, the, he, I, I'm very confused about um, about uh, you know that hit and and like d- defensive hits in, in general because so that hit was vicious. Okay, right. and everybody would say it's vicious, and I don't think anybody's denying that, right? Uh, but so the defenders of that hit would say that's just football like that. That's, that's just what happens. Okay. And, and, and that's fine. If you're going to take that stance, I, I don't agree, but, but I guess that's, that is one, one thing to say, but then <laughs> but that is one, that is a set of words that you can string together <laughs> technically. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but then, okay. So, so stick with me here. So Richard Sherman says the other day that, he um, he thinks that fantasy football 
has robbed people of their empathy for players. Okay, and I, I think he was talking uh, specifically about Chris Carson's um, pretty bad-looking injury mm-hmm. on Sunday night. And uh, so two weeks ago, Richard Sherman tried to deca- decapitate Marcus Mariota right. as, as he was running out of bounds. Dirty, dirty hit. So is that still part of the game, or was that so? Uh, so that that was used uh, as, as as people saying, "Well, look at uh, Sherman just tried to hurt Marcus Mariota," um, but that the crowd that talks to me online says that that's just football. You the the defense is supposed to maim and injure the offensive players. So wh- which which is it? I don't I don't yeah. I don't get it. I mean, like, like he, because he said Sherman says. I don't know. I'm rambling here. I'm trying to to wrap it up. <laughs> but Sherman says people don't have empathy, and they say, well, you don't have empathy because you tried to hurt a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But isn't that isn't that the crowd that says that? Isn't that supposed to be part of his job? I don't know. Yeah. No. That's. I think that's a really great great point. There's a lot of hypocrisy that goes on with. The, I mean, look. There's a lot of hypocrisy that goes on with the NFL and the way that they plead treat player safety i mean you can't in one breath say we care about player safety and the next breath say oh you're playing a sunday game at 4 p.m oh you're gonna play a thursday game now or oh you you played a game you played a game on monday now you're gonna go to london or something like that i mean there's there's a or you want you want an 18 game schedule now yeah yeah sure let's do that you don't really care about player safety if you're doing things like that now i don't mind that referees are a lot more liberal in throwing their flags when they see a potential helmet to helmet hit. Um, just because that's, that's one way to slowly get the game where it needs to be. Um, and, and I saw a lot of reactions from people saying that, you know, these guys are taught to tackle this way. Mm. And I get that to a degree. I mean, I'm taught to do a lot of things, but I can also change that thing based on rules and regulations. And I think that at some point you have to do that with the realization that this is the way that it is and you don't want to kill someone. I I, I don't want to sound morbid and awful here. And I know that <clears throat> we're being very serious with this and this is not usually a super serious podcast, but like it's not normal for me to be watching a Green Bay Packers game against the Chicago Bears and have a split second thought that Devonte Adams died on the football field. Yeah, I, I've had that thought. I had that thought about Anquan Bolden when he got his face mask knocked off um, against the Jets. I want to say when he was he, when he was with the Cardinals. I think Kurt Warner said that he was on the verge of retiring after mm-hmm. seeing Anquan Bolden on the ground after that hit um, because it was so it was so awful to see. I thought that Bolden was dead on the on that play, and and, and that's yeah, that's terrifying. That's really why, you know, they need to do something about this. It's not just because these players' health. It's not I mean, it's 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 everything. It's people enjoying the game, people sticking with the game, all of that. And anyone who has this old school mentality of, oh, this is football, well, look, guys, it's not 1965. Like we're we have more information about what happens to a brain. When it gets crushed every play, when these defensive linemen and offensive linemen are knocking heads every play, we mm-hmm. have there, there's more information out there now. I don't want this whole and then stop with this. These guys make millions of dollars I thing. Know, I know. Just just stop with that. It doesn't. <laughs> these guys these guys are sacrificing their literal lives yeah. to, to 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 play football, and they and people act like 
they didn't work hard at all to get to that point. Do they understand oh. how rare and how difficult it is to make it to the NFL? Like, it, it, it blows my mind, the lack, like you said, the lack of empathy. And yeah. and, it, and it goes, you know, I, I get it from, from your perspective of saying that Sherman was being hypocritical in a way by, by saying something like that and then going out on the football field and literally trying to destroy Marcus Mariota. But mm-hmm. in these conversations, I almost always will side with the player. Because I, 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 yeah. I think I think a lot of times, you know, we're sitting in our on our couches in our living room and we're watching them on television and we're saying, oh, they make millions of, you know, it's 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 the same thing as the anthem protests and stuff. And I'm not look, I'm not getting political here. I'm saying that an argument cannot be that if Colin Kaepernick is kneeling, that he cannot kneel or he doesn't understand what he's doing because he makes millions of dollars. Colin Kaepernick is not kneeling because of his own personal uh, troubles that he's experienced. He's doing it for a group of people. There's right. there's a massive difference between the way that people are digesting this information and what is actually trying to get across. There needs to be some bridge of communication that goes on, but people just lack the the the, the urge to to do that. I mean, that's yeah. that's just never going to happen. Yeah, I don't think I don't think a lot of people want to. They don't want to understand Korean protests. They because if they do, they have to embrace very uncomfortable truths. So, so the, the best thing to do is just to pretend like you don't understand. And, and I, I think I do that with some, with some topics that are just incredibly uncomfortable, but, um, uh, I, I don't even remember how we, how we started this. It, it's, oh. it, it's the millionaire thing. It's yeah, it, the, the, right. The millionaire. Yeah. Just because a guy's making a bunch of money doesn't mean that I think that it's okay if he's, you know, suffering terribly in his forties because yeah. he because he's so messed up physically he's he's popping prescription pain pills and he's addicted his family life has fallen apart be, because he played the game and the fact that he makes millions i don't think it's irrelevant like, it doesn't factor in for me and and i feel i feel awful like i was reading about that former tennessee titans uh running back um who was with chris johnson uh white let lendell oh lendell, lendell white. white yeah yeah lendell white is like still a young guy and you know talked about how his addiction to pain pills because of um it, what happened to him, to him on the field so i mean those the stories are, are devastating who cares about the money right it's like eddie lacy in that one article that was on espn i can't remember the author but like eddie lacy has weight issues like actual honest weight issues that get to his head that are difficult to deal with just like any of you listening to this that have weight issues as well it's yeah. it's no different just because he has millions of dollars does not mean that eddie lacy cannot have troubles yeah and, I, and that's what eddie, that's what angers that, that's yeah, li- literally what angers me i'm sure that you can find tweets from me making fun of eddie lacy's weight but as soon as i read about his his struggles and and the and the depression that the weight gain is is linked to for him, uh, I uh, I I found I found it off limits. Like I right. could I couldn't make fun. There's a lot of things to make fun of. Sure. If you find find out a guy struggling like that, I I'm like I just cross that off my list of, yeah. of hot takes. Yeah. And just to be clear before we move on, I just want to be clear that I'm not sharing an opinion on. <clears throat> something like the anthem protests or anything like that. What I'm saying here is I think that we shouldn't sit back and just automatically discredit everything a player does, whether it is sitting for the anthem or whether it is the feelings that they have because they're overweight simply because they make millions of dollars. That's all I'm saying. Here. Mm-hmm. That's the extent of what I'm saying. Just to be clear, because I don't want people in my mentions thinking that I'm saying something else. 
<laughs> yeah, and please don't think I have a, an opinion about the anthem protest. Yeah, Den Denny, Denny definitely does not. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> but I'm ready to fight you online. So anyway. yes. Uh, all right. So looking back at week four, we had the Cincinnati Bengals. They scored eight points uh, against the Browns. Not a terrible outing. Not you know I thought that they were going to do better than they did. Um, Jacksonville uh, had that defensive touchdown. They had 15 points. We also had the Packers on Thursday night. They got a, a couple of turnovers. They had 10. Uh, Carson Palmer, again, uh, he came through with that late touchdown, so he scored over 16 fantasy points. He ended up being a fringe QB1 this week. Jay Cutler already talked about him. Andy Dalton, 28 fantasy points this week. Uh, it was basically boomer bust with, with the quarterbacks this week because we also talked about Trevor Simeon, who only scored 11 and a half. Alex Smith then scored 27. And then... <laughs> And then Deshaun Watson scored 34 fantasy points. The, it was so like, like so we talked about Deshaun Watson. We said, yeah, he's a riskier play. He's, you know, any anytime we say de a deeper play, that means that it's a riskier play. And we still had people in our mentions saying, why didn't you have more confidence with Deshaun Watson? Basically, or, yeah, why didn't yeah, you that, tout him harder? That was that was that was pretty amazing because we talked before the show last week. We said, do we want Watson in there? We we decided yes, and. And so I talk, I think I talked about him during the show. Um, and then, yeah, it was like, why didn't, why didn't you tell us that he was going to go ham? Right. It's like, guys, if <laughs> listen, look guys, if you have these takes about, the show, about players who then go off, please hit us up before they go off because then we'll have that conversation. I don't want to hear this hindsight. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's out of yeah. control. It's crazy. Yeah. I think I, I think I mentioned last week I said that the Titans, when adjusted for strength of schedule, gave up the most fantasy production to quarterbacks. So maybe that was a clue. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but can we talk about our boy, the, the brand, the holder of the brand, the keeper of the brand flame, Alex Smith being the QB2, not a QB2 but the QB2 yeah. after four weeks. It's it's amazing. And, and you mentioned it in a DM today, but the Chiefs offense is like – it's still fairly conservative for the most part, but it's still really fun to watch. Yeah, they they, they keep defenses on their heels with all the, the motion and the uh, read option that they have going. And, I mean, Alex seems to really, like, get how, de how deep defenses are scared of Tyreek Hill and um, your boy, uh, Kareem Hunt. So yeah. uh, I I think that uh, he's, he's an every-week starter. I, you know, people say do you start him over the streamers? I say yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at tight end last week, a pretty, or actually it was an okay week. Jared Cook scored <laughs> 7.6 points. He he had a touchdown at the end of that game. It literally was just like in his chest. And he, he, he was, he was his hands were out, similar to how Denny and I were when we were patting each other in uh -huh. the back. His hands were out. And then the once the ball got to him, he put his arms back in. I think he was just scared of getting hit. But it was just like, like come yeah. on, dude. No, yeah, I. It was the the word. What do they call it? Alligator arms. Yeah, yeah. Alligator arms. I I think I hallucin. I did, did a tilt hallucination that lasted twenty minutes. Yeah, uh, and then we also had Jesse James didn't do a ton. He had seven fantasy points. And then Cameron Brait though. Cameron Brait came through in a big way. He had eighteen PPR points. Got a touchdown in that game. Uh, the Giants allowed two more tight end touchdowns in that game. They they're so bad again against the tight end. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, Denny, on to week five. Why don't you talk about a defense that people should be streaming? Just any defense? Okay, I will talk about any defense. The The Dolphins, the Dolphins, that great franchise in South Florida. 
they stink so much, but um, they're uh, they're they're at home, um, and I can say that because I was a Dolphins fan for 15 years. People forget that. So they're they're at home. They're against they're playing the Titans. They're available in 79% of ESPN leagues as of this this morning. Um, so this is contingent on Marcus Mariota not playing. Okay, so if he somehow plays, then call it off. I think. Uh, but Matt Castle, um, the former Patriots great, is uh, supposed to start if Mariota can't go. Uh, and, and and so one thing I I try to pay attention to when you have a backup quarterback uh, um, playing is his career completion percentage. Um, if if you think that he'll face a negative game script, likelihood is uh, I mean it's the Dolphins, so I, you know who knows, but. Um, uh, likelihood is Tennessee will face negative game script and Castle has a, has a, a an abysmal 58.7% career completion rate, which is well below the league, league average. Uh, since 2015, he's thrown 15 touchdowns and 19 interceptions uh, for various teams across the league. Uh, so I think that the potential for turnovers is too much to... Uh, to turn down here. Um, so I'm, I'm good with the Miami defense. Yeah. I like Miami too. Uh, as long as Marcus Mariota is not playing, I think the biggest fear with them is just, uh, just that you, you hope that the offense can get things going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the risk with going with a, with a defense attached to such a a horrendous offense because the offense puts them in such bad spots, you know, kind of like the Jaguars defense with a, with a good offense would be, otherworldly right right, now. right. And, and it's similar you know a deeper play that you guys could go with this week is oakland but it's a similar feeling where you know it's a bad defense uh miami probably has a better defense it's a bad defense and they have ej manuel under center so you probably don't feel that confident streaming the raiders whereas you would if Derek carver under center but right. the other defense i want to talk about is the jets they're going to be in cleveland which you know you don't you don't usually like a, a road defense but they're in Cleveland, um, and it's the Jets' defense, and that's not very good either. So the two, co- the, the combination of the two is not good. But they're going up against a Browns offense that's been incredibly generous to opposing defenses this year. Uh, so far, defenses have ranked sixth, second, fourteenth, and twelfth in weekly scoring against the Browns. And Deshaun Kaiser and company have thrown at least one interception while being sacked at least one time per contest. Uh, so there is a floor there. Uh, and then there's a 39 point over under, so there's probably not going to be a ton of points scored in this game. I think it all just comes together as the Jets being a pretty obvious streaming uh, option this week. Yeah, I, I would like love them if they were at home, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, would you go with them over the Dolphins? I would rather go the Dolphins as long as Matt Castle is playing. But yeah. obviously, if, if Mariota is playing, then we wouldn't even recommend the Dolphins. I would go with the Dolphins over the Jets at this point, but I still think the Jets are they're they're, they're they're 1A, 1B. You know, I think that they're both good options. Yeah, same here. Uh, all right, Denny, quarterback, let's hear it. So quarterbacks, by the way, before yeah. you actually before you get into it, the quarterback is an S show. Quarterback sucks this week, so <laughs> we, we should preface it with that. Yes, yes. Uh, although I, I, don't, I don't hate these options, but uh, Carson Palmer is available in about half of leagues, uh, so we're going to still talk about him five weeks in. Going to keep hammering. Uh, yeah, hammering. why not? Yeah. The old man. Uh, so Palmer, who has more passing yards than everyone not named Tom Brady, uh, might have 
some some of the good kind of touchdown re- regression coming his way uh, per a useful little chart that JJ posted on Twitter today, or was it yesterday? I can't remember. Um, uh, so the chart, in short, says that uh, Palmer should have 2.28 more touchdowns uh, um, on the season as related to his enormous amount of yards yeah. uh, so so far through four games. Uh, I just did some little, you know, fun with math. And if you add those 2.28 touchdowns to his season total, <clears throat> Palmer would go from QB 16 to QB 8. Uh, so for what's for what that's worth. Um, so the matchup is good uh, against the the Eagles. I I will say I'm a little frightened about the Eagles being at home and favored by I think six and a half or seven points. Yeah, so that, and, and an early game for Carson Palmer on the East. Yeah, and West Coasters. I mean, they, they've never been up early ever, so right. it's hard. It's hard for them to adjust. You know, it's not four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so only the uh, Patriots have allowed more passing yardage than the Eagles through four weeks. Uh, and since injuries started to pile up for the Philadelphia defense, they've given up 715 passing yards and five passing touchdowns over two weeks. Uh, so hopefully Palmer stays upright and at least partially alive uh, against the Eagles front seven. Um, and um, so that's why I don't hate him. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad option either. You know, it's again, if you have like a, an Alex Smith or even a Deshaun Watson, uh, both of us are kind of into decently enough into that game. You should play them over the the, the quarterback streamers that we're talking about this week. Um, but if if you're if you a quarterback is on a buy or something like that, look these guys way. Um, I'm going to talk about Jacoby Brissett. Um, I think that he's you know he's not as safe as Carson Palmer. Let's say because uh, mm-hmm. Carson Palmer is playing against a, a funnel defense and, and should see a lot of yardage at the very least. But um, Jacoby Brissett's averaging um, a deep ball on a little over 16% of his passes this year. That's pretty average uh, within the league, but he has a near 108 quarterback rating on those throws, which is a top 10 number in the league. Meanwhile, San Francisco, because they're playing in Indy against San Francisco, have allowed the eighth most deep ball passes this season in terms of volume. So there's a chance that a big play or two can happen. And obviously, Jacoby Brissett has one of the best field stretchers in the game in T.Y. Hilton. So I like the potential there. Uh, the 49ers are a bottom half defense against fantasy quarterbacks this season. No quarterback has posted uh, fewer than 13 fantasy points against them. Um, so there is somewhat of a floor there. But I think that the ceiling is there as well because we've seen Jacoby Brissett against in his one-plus matchup this season uh, mm-hmm. because he played Arizona in his debut and then he played Seattle uh, last week. So this is his one plus matchup was against Cleveland. And in that game, he threw for 259 yards, a touchdown, and he ran for another two touchdowns. I'm not banking on those rushing touchdowns, but with Jacoby Brissett, that can happen. Um, so I do think that the ceiling is still there too. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I hope that at least a double digit floor would be there too for Brissett. Uh, I don't necessarily like him more than Carson Palmer, or again, a lot of the other options that are out there. But he's the one guy that's on the majority of waiver wires that you can snag this week and just hope to get by. How did Brissett only have like twelve fantasy points last week? I watched that whole game. I would have I would have guessed that he had like eighteen. I know and, that, that's how I felt too. That's how I felt and, too. And he had twelve, I guess, because the picks. I don't know, but yeah, geez. yeah. 
Um, all right, Denny. Uh, right. This the next one. Denny's going to talk about is is probably the best one of the of the four. I would think, right? Right. Well, you you're not legally allowed to talk about. I Jared can't. Paul. Yeah, I can't talk about him after. Yeah. But, yeah. but I did. I did. I did officially take the L though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I like uh, I I like the uh, the approach the open approach that I've seen on Twitter about about taking the L. It's just so much oh. easier because there, there's so many like like yeah like anytime Jared Goff goes off, people think that I'm like like tilting my face off and 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 they just they just crush my. Remember this? Remember? Yeah, I remember being yeah. wrong, dude. I'm not stupid. Yeah, yeah. They think that you're you're like mad about uh, about him succeeding. It's like it's like all the. I mean, there are a lot of Ty Montgomery losers and haters on Twitter, yeah. and I'm not I'm not on either side of that fence. I have him in some leagues because I thought he was a good value, but wow, people hate Ty Montgomery, and when he does well, these these people tilt into you know the upside down because yeah. because they because it just like shakes their whole whole worldview, I guess, of how the running back position should be played i don't know and then when he gets injured it's like well see i told you like he's never never handled the ball he's never handled the workload right what what, one of my favorite things and on fantasy football twitter is how people will like go nuts over a player's performance the the best example of this is sammy Watkins against san francisco two weeks ago where the first two weeks of the season sammy Watkins was barely usable in fantasy football then he has his two touchdown game against San Francisco and all the Sammy Watkins truthers come out of the, the woodwork and they're like, look at Sammy Watkins. He's so good. He's so good. And they like just go absolutely nuts yeah. about Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins is a top 10 wider. I mean, they just go ham over Sammy Watkins. And then the very next week, Sammy Watkins does absolutely nothing like this. Guys, this kind of stuff happens all the time in fantasy football in, the, in this industry. Like, like it, it's, if these people aren't doing it just to have jokes and just to have like fun with it and where they're like over the top, if uh-huh. they're being like totally serious when they're doing that kind of stuff, it is such a bad approach because of the variance that's involved in, fan- in, in football. Right. Cause you're going to get roasted. You're going to get roasted. If it doesn't work out the next week or the week after I, I love, I love the Sammy take the Sam the, the, greatest sammy watkins take ever like the gif of of steve jobs going with his <laughs> with his head exploding is is the the is when people say watkins doing well in week whatever three prove that tyrod taylor is bad wow Ex- excuse me white white guy blinking dot gif yeah it's amazing because it's like i told you that um, you know that it was like Sammy holding Tyrod up rather than the other way around. No one is saying it's the other way. <laughs> it's just amazing to be like Sammy did well, Tyrod is bad. I don't. The connection is just incredible. That's why. It just, just look. If you are an aspiring fantasy analyst, and look, I, I can be better at it. Everyone can be better mm-hmm. at it. But like, just let your work do the talking, and and don't like fall into this. I have to back myself into a corner because of this guy. Unless you're just having fun with it, right? Unless yeah. you're just unless you're just baby troning it or something, right? I mean, it, right. And, and and definitely don't tilt over someone's uh, nickname for a player uh, catching on in the mainstream. Don't do that. That's not good for anybody. Uh, so Jared Goff, getting back to Sammy Watkins' current quarterback, um, uh, Jared Goff against the Seahawks, uh, on paper I understand it doesn't look great. I have to tell you that the injuries to Seattle's defense have caught my attention a little bit here. Jeremy Lane and Cliff Avril, uh, 
April, maybe, uh, they, they are questionable headed into week five. Um, if they're out, if either one of them is out, then I, I think that that's a boon for, for golf. Um, so the Seahawks have played good quarterbacks on the road, bad quarterbacks at home, and it, 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 uh, accentuates the road home splits with quarterback production against Seattle this week, uh, uh or this year. Uh, the Rams have a 23 and a half point implied total, which is not the worst thing. Um, and it's a, it's a pick em game. It, no one is, is favored. Um, and it'll be in, in front of dozens, maybe even hundreds of people who got bored of the beach. Yeah. And, and went to a Rams. You game. have to, you have to factor in crowd size when, when streaming Jared Goff this week. Yeah. You have to factor in many people who between sips of beer will be like, who's the blonde guy. Um, <laughs> So, uh, no, no team. Okay. Here's something that call no team averages more points per game than the Rams. I know. Yeah. And, and guess what? Sammy Watkins still sucks in fantasy football. Despite that. <laughs> Imagine that. Well, here's, here's what this means. JJ, the Rams average or uh, score more points than anybody in the league, which means that Tyrod Taylor is very bad. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that means exactly i looked it up um so golf has <laughs> sorry tyron uh golf has eclipsed 250 yards thrice in four games yes i said thrice deal with it wow cool I, man I, I like him cool um, I'm going to be quick with the last one. It's Josh, it's Josh McCown. Um, I wish the, the okay, like, let's I, move on. I, 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 I wish I was in the bathroom right now. I could just flush the toilet. <laughs> um, but look, this is all about the opponent. Let's be honest. Cleveland's allowing the second most quarter or the second best quarterback rating against this year. Every fantasy quarterback has scored at least 14 and a half fantasy points. And they faced Joe Flacco, Jacoby Brissett, and Andy Dalton this season, all reached 200 yards. Each one has thrown at least one touchdown. Um, and look, McCown has had two plus matchups this year against Oakland and Miami. And in those games, he averaged uh, 15 fantasy points scored. So, you know, I don't, I don't love him this week, but it's a bad week for quarterback streaming and you could do worse because worse is, I don't know what's a really, really bad quarterback. Uh, well, Matt Castle at Miami. Yeah, there we go. You could, you could be streaming Matt Castle at Miami. All right, Denny tight ends. Uh, we both have one and you should talk about yours first. <laughs> we, so yeah, yes, we both we both have uh, tight ends, um, and we're going to talk about tight ends. Uh, so I I have two actually. Uh, yeah, I have two well, also. We have we have two tight ends, but we also have one tight end. If you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. My wife left. Uh, so <laughs> J- J- Jesse James. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Jesse James uh, at home against the Jaguars. Uh, we've talked about, um, I feel like I say that 50 times a show we've talked about, we've talked, of course we've talked about it. Yeah. I do that on my, on my other podcast. That's without you. Um, I do, I do the, I've mentioned this before thing all the time. It's really, really, I'm sure people hate it. Yeah, no, and they, they hate it so much that they listen every day, um, to your great podcast. So, uh, (laughs) so Pittsburgh has a 27 point implied total, which is the second highest of the week. That's good for tight ends. We we chase we chase those high implied totals. Um, you mentioned that uh, Jesse James is tenth in routes run this year, which is important for tight ends. And but he has a little bit of a what I would call a target problem, which is that he only has five 
four, and three targets over the past three weeks. It's not fantastic for a guy who's running so many routes, but the matchup is right. Uh, when adjusted for strength of schedule, Jack- Jacksonville is giving up the seventh most uh, PPR points to tight ends, as tight ends have caught 21 passes in four games versus Jacksonville. And that doesn't include some crazy outlier of like a 10 catch performance. It's very even, evened out if you, if you look down the uh, uh, stat sheet. So, um, you know, I, I guess if you've lost like Tyler Eifert and Greg Olson or whatever, I, I think you could, you could get some PPR. Um, I was going to say love, but that's weird. Uh, some PPR production. <laughs> that's, that's good. People forget that love and production are synonymous. Right. That sounds like the name of my next album. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, look, against Jacksonville, the reason why they're, it's, a, it's a good tight end spot is because they have two really, really good corners. And that just kind of funnels passes to the middle of the field. So I like that call. Uh, I like Austin Safarian Jenkins a lot. I just mentioned Josh McCown. Everyone's going to now st- stack McCown with, with ASJ and, and DFS this week. Um, but ASJ in two games since his suspension, since he came back, 10 targets, nine catches, 77 yards. Uh, he has a market share that's higher than 18%. That's pretty good for a tight end, let alone a tight end on a Jets team that doesn't utilize their tight ends or hasn't over the last like 13 seasons. Like it's been yeah. forever since we've had a relevant Jets tight end. Um, but Cle- the, you know, the, they face Cleveland. Cleveland so far gave up the number one tight end performance in week one to Jesse James, who you just talked about, and in week four to Tyler Croft, who we didn't mention on this podcast last week. And then they gave up the fourth best tight end performance against Benjamin Watson in week two. So given the the lack of weapons in the Jets offense, I think ASJ is certainly worth a a stream this week. I think he's actually a decent play just in general. I don't mind him. I do too. I'm sorry to the ASJ truthers who uh, got all uh, amped up for his coming out party last week. Um, I think what he scored like seven fantasy points. Yeah, something like that. So I'm sorry your your party fizzled out. Um, He's scoring a touchdown this week though. I hope we... uh, please uh but i i i hope that it comes it comes true for the for the truthers i know it's been too too long in the arby's dumpster for you yes um so okay quickly jared cook against baltimore uh jared cook is 12th in tight end uh, routes run and cook's target numbers are pretty good it goes uh so far five six six and then eight over four weeks uh only didn't we talk about how that sounds like a locker combination eventually late, late in the season. It's, it's like, it's like here, here are his pass attempts, 24, 41, 40, 12, which, which which reminds me. I got it open. I got it open. Right. Yeah. I often have a dream along with the test anxiety dream that we talk about. I often have a dream where I can't, get into my locker because i can't remember the combination interesting no i don't that means that there's something there's some part of your brain that you haven't been able to unlock man which is frightening that freaks me out man yeah that is frightening um well i have i have locked away the uh, jordy nelson drop from three years ago so maybe (laughs) that's that's what that is um (laughs) i had to to, uh what is that uh something sunshine of the spotless mind um (laughs) myself you know what I'm talking about? No, I have no movie. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Dear God. All right. So um, only three teams uh, give up more schedule-adjusted fantasy points to tight ends than Baltimore. I'm struggling here. Um, <laughs> uh, Baltimore was ripped not only by the Browns' tight ends, 
but by the greatest Jaguar to ever play the game, Mercedes Lewis. They they definitely were. So Jared Jared Cook is a thing, and you should give him a try. Jared, Jared Cook, dude. I remember I talked about Jared Cook on this podcast, like in the off season. Like one of my bold predictions was I, I don't know if I don't know if I mentioned that on this show with the bold predictions, but like I I thought I was so into Jared Cook entering the year because there's no one else getting targets in that offense. You you have those two wide receivers and literally nothing else, and Seth Roberts is bad. Uh, all right, so the last tight end, or actually two more tight ends. I just want to casually mention Cameron Brait because he's in a, a good high over-under game. Um, that, that to me, Cameron Brait's a really good play this week. But I want to talk about a pretty deep play. He's going up against that Giants team, and it's not Hunter Henry. I think everyone's going to want to play Hunter Henry. I like Antonio Gates more than Hunter Henry this week. And the reason for that, you know, he has 17 targets this year. That's 18th in the league at the tight end position. Nothing special. He's playing 60% of the team snaps. That's 28th in the league. That's nothing special. But, but Denny, he has he has run more routes than Cameron or than uh, Hunter Henry has. Mm-hmm. Antonio Gates has run 97 routes this season. Hunter Henry has run 62. There's like a significant difference wow. between the two. Uh, he has a higher snap rate than Hunter Henry does. And obviously they're playing the Giants, a team that's given up five tight end touchdowns, one per game, at least one per game in every game this season. And that includes giving up a touchdown to the corpse of Eric Ebron. So so we, we're, we're looking at a situation where, I mean, is Antonio Gates worse than Eric Ebron? I don't think so. At this point, I don't think so. Um, who knows? Who knows? So I, no, I mean, in all seriousness, I, I don't mind Antonio Gates as a dart throw. Um, just because he's he's on the field more than Hunter Henry is, and he's running more routes than he is. Even though Antonio Gates is, I mean, he's he's slower than Julius Thomas. Yeah, he's slower than us. Maybe I'm just saying. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, I, I love how we get so dark when a guy disappoints us, like lets us down, like Eric Ebron. Like he now he's a corpse. Like, yeah, like, right, right. Like six weeks ago, it was like gotta get Ebron. I, I, I touted him more than anyone this offseason. I do the same thing. I'm just like the you know the like the the life the the lifeless uh, form that we call Jared Cook, you know, every time yeah. he disappoints me. So, uh, to recap, Cameron Brate, Jared Cook, Antonio Gates, ASJ, and Jesse James, uh, Josh McCown as a deep play, Jacoby Brissett as a pretty deep play, Jared Goff and Carson Palmer, and the Dolphins and Jets, and maybe the Raiders, but not really the Raiders. Uh, all right. <laughs> we're gonna, we're, that was super helpful for people. Uh, we're going to get to Twitter. We got to go through these pretty quick because we talked a lot at the start of the show. Yeah, we did. About serious things. We were too serious, man. I know. I apologize. Let's get let's get dumb. Uh, at Alex Alex at Alex at Alex Gelhar, our buddy. When a player disappoints in my lineup, should I one or a tweet angrily at them? B give up and eat Arby's, or C accept that it's fantasy and move on? I think that well, I, I think it's a good point to make that guys, if if you're if someone on your team disappoints, please do not at them. For the love of God. What what is the point? What, what is what is, what we we talked about this before, but like what what are you getting out of that? You you just you're you're being a child is 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 what you're doing. That that account that I tweeted out the other day that that said to Ty Montgomery, I hope you break more ribs or something. Yeah, did you see he got suspended? That account. Oh, good. Yeah, I know. Yeah, good. That that guy is just horrendous on every level. Uh, but what? Is you're telling a guy that he you hope physical harm comes to him because he said, by the way, I don't care about your fantasy team. Guess what? I don't care about your fantasy right. team. Right. Are you gonna are you gonna break my ribs too? Right. 
Uh, next one at J Alex Olguin. My son started crawling. Is he now qualified to replace Paul Perkins? Oh, wow. That was, that was a good, that was a good dig. But Paul Perkins. Okay. I tweeted about this earlier. He has a 12 and a half percent success rate, which is the percentage of positive expected points runs by a running back. That's a number fire metric. That 12 and a half percent among all 30 plus attempt running backs since 2000 in number fires database. Okay. There's been over 1400 of them. Paul Perkins has the worst success rate, 12.5%. The next worst is, Gar- remember Garrett Wolf from the Bears? They do. Garrett Wolf had a 16% success rate in 2007. Paul Perkins is way worse than that. That's how bad Paul Perkins has been. The, the Giants haven't had a 100-yard rusher since the first Bush administration. I'm sorry to get political, <laughs> but it's just a point. It's just a point you have to make. Uh, next one, at Connor Finnegan, how much fob would you spend on Murray as a cook owner? Not a lot. See, I, I'm. This is unsurprising, but I'm. I, I think Murray's the ad off the wire this week. It's not surprising. It's a boring pick. It's a boring thing to do. Well, I, I think that I'd spend between thirty and forty percent. Wow. Okay. So, so you, is it clear? Because I honestly, I, I'm. I'll take your word for it. Is it clear that he's going to get volume? Well, here's the way that I see it. I wrote about this too. It's when 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 Dalvin Cook went down in that game, Latavius Murray saw all seven running back carries after he got injured. Uh, he played more snaps than Jarek McKinnon did. McKinnon's going to be the 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 third down back and the passing down back, but Latavius Murray is going to see the majority of the early down work, and he'll see goal yeah. line touches too. There's no doubt about that, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I uh, think intuitively, I'm- like like. Here's the thing. Dalvin Cook was so good in fantasy because he did both of those things. Like he was doing right. all of those things. But even if you just take a piece of what Dalvin Cook was doing on the ground and getting goal line work too, I, I think Latavius Murray can be a lower end RB two this season. I uh, I don't care how good or bad a running back is yeah. if he's gonna if he's gonna get the ball. So yeah, I mean Latavius Murray sucks, but I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't uh, matter. Next one at N Dutton thirteen. We sadly can no longer class charles clay as a streamer can we every week starter right yes every week starter denny was all over that from the beginning of the season i'm very proud until he lets us down at which point i've never heard of charles c clay (laughs) someone actually i didn't put it in here but someone asked if if we know if we know charles clay's middle name actually starts with the c no we don't but we're just gonna go with it we're we're definitely gonna go with it yeah it's his middle name is just the letter c right exactly what what's going on here at CPJK3890, thoughts on Jesus Smith rest of season? Will his every week starter appeal uh, come crashing back to earth? We already talked about that. I think that at least for now you can continue to play him, maybe in a really tough matchup. I haven't looked at their schedule in enough in depth to, to pinpoint when you wouldn't play him, but you're playing him. I think you can play him this week against Houston. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Uh, next one, at Slim Doted, buff or Cincy defense in the same game? Which one are you playing? But Buffalo or Cincy defense? Yeah, since he's at home. I guess the I guess the Bengals. Yeah, right? I don't mind the Bengals that much because I have them from last week, and I think that you can get away with, if if you don't get a decent enough streamer off the wire, I think you can get away with playing them this week. Uh, at Laser Shot two nine five six quarter season update on the Living the Stream League. Denny, how are you doing in our in our league? Oh God! You're gonna make me talk about this on the air. I'm I'm three and one because here's what happened. I put in Geronimo Allison on week in week three for Randall Cobb, who I drafted, and I forgot to make the change on Thursday night. And then you lost. So 
I kept Geronimo in there, and I lost by that margin. Cobb scored 12 points. I lost by, like, 10 to Tom Everett Scott. Tom okay, Everett so Wote. Tom, it, it, if we're being honest. Yeah, yeah. So IWBH. Tom, Tom I, I'm sick about it. I want you to know that uh, I was gnashing my teeth <laughs> thinking about that this morning because I had you. I had you. And my team is good, and I was three and zero, and now I'm three and one. How was your team, JJ? So okay, I'm looking at the standings right now. So Nikolai Pitra, who won the league last year, is currently the only undefeated team this year. So he's Jeez. he's he's. We have two divisions. Uh, we're in the same division, Denny. But guess what? In our division, the East, in our division, Denny, we're one two. We are oh. one two in our division, and Nikolai is, is one in his. So we're in second and third. You're you're ahead of me, but you have you have about thirty more points than I do this season. So. We're yeah. we're in it, man. We're in it. We're yeah, in good shape. I mean, I'm I'm sure you know. I'll I'll, I'll choke it away somehow. Also, I left Legarrette Blunt on the bench. I just I it was a uh, a catastrophic week. And uh, Tom, I'll never forgive you for making me do that. At gorilla mode or gorilla mode, but spelled weird. Uh, are you starting <laughs> Doug Martin this week? Do you feel confident? Uh, I don't feel confident in Doug Martin this week at all. I, I've seen reports that. I actually think Jaquiz Rogers is the play this wow. week. Wow! Yeah, at me, at me, bro. I wouldn't wow. be playing Doug Martin this week. I think Jaquiz Rogers is the play. It's a short week. He hasn't gotten reps. I don't think Doug Martin is the play, and I hope people do because I don't think it's smart. And and I'm I, look, people are going to take that clip and send it to my mentions when Doug Martin goes off on Thursday. But if it's it's a short week and he hasn't practiced with them, I don't know why we would feel confident. I see. I see. Okay. I wasn't following the short week thing. I'm like, he hasn't played for like a year. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a short and they're, they're playing on Thursday. So I'm not, yeah. I'm really not into it. All right. At Lenny Rubin, my wife and I are playing each other in fantasy this week. Any tips on how to keep the marriage together? We get this question like once or twice a year. Yeah. I mean, there's like a, there's like a 69% chance that she's going to leave you. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, if I did the calculations, right. Yeah. So uh, just be prepared for that. Yeah. Uh, so wait, how do you, what was the question? How do you, how do you, uh, tips on keeping the marriage together? Well, um, I say that you have to tank uh, at some point. You have to just uh, do what I did, uh, against, uh, the Hollywood elite, Tom Everett Scott, and just, just tank a week, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At Zach Kocher, Kocher. What is the proper amount of time to cry in the shower after losing to the KC defense special teams? When should I buy the gin and go to my local Arby's? Can we talk about that? Can you believe that that happened? Can you uh, believe that that happened? I I cannot imagine. I didn't affect me. Yeah, same. same. I, I wouldn't have slept for 48 hours. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way I'd be. I'd be I would I would be awake until at least Friday night. Can we tell the people what happened here? So that so Washington tried to run this, uh, this what do you call those plays where you they're just la- they're just lateraling this lateral yeah just just backward lateral stuff and it was horrible, just the worst execution yeah and they they seen. were the, here's the other thing they gave it to Jamison Crowder who's banged up and then he lateraled it to 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 Jordan Cousin. Reed who who had or no to Cousins to then then yeah. to Jordan Reed Jordan yeah. both Jamison Crowder and Jordan Reed even their body parts together do not equal one human being right now right yeah and why would you give it to your second best tight end when Vernon Davis <laughs> right. we just watched Vernon Davis look like he was 22 years old yeah. earlier in that game it was crazy uh, 
so so the the ball it's fumbled everywhere everywhere everywhere. and then justin houston right picks it up and rumbles into the end zone not only did that you know ruin or you know make a a million fantasy lives but can you imagine the betters Mm -hmm. oh my god kc with the the ultimate backdoor cover the backdoor cover from hell yeah 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 i actually am in an idp league where it's just one idp player and i had justin houston but i was up by one going into that play so i so i i could have if i was like down by by two or something one by at that point that would have been awesome but it's also it's also crappy because they credit the the fumble to a player and i think it was jamison crowder in that case so people lost on that too that's actually a worse loss than than losing to the kc defense on that play is losing yeah. because you had the guy who fumbled on the lateral that they credited it to. Right. Yeah. Just remember, though, before you get upset about what happened, and it is terrible, uh, that this is a computer simulation and it doesn't matter. <laughs> this next one, at jdeck89, I married my wife last Saturday. Hey. Hey, congrats. Everyone wants to know how long we are waiting to have kids. What's the best response to this question? It's none of their damn business is the best response. Yeah, either that or just look at them straight in the face and be like, uh, we're waiting 69 months. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Or just throw out a random number for a countdown. It's none of their business. It's no one's business to, to that kind of thing. Oh, man, people, uh, I know you hear it all the time, but yeah. I remember I remember before uh, um, Melissa got uh, pregnant with the mailman's kid, I, I was like, <laughs> this terrible, terrible thing for me to say. Um, but yeah, I remember everybody used to be, so you, you thinking about it, you're doing it. Like, are you asking, first of all, are you asking about my sex life? Right. Is that, is that what you're doing? Because I don't really want to talk to you about that grandma right now. (laughs) Right. Right. It's, 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 it's not, it's actually something that I am very uncomfortable speaking about because it's, there's so many layers to it that, that it should not be something that someone else needs to know, let alone someone random. Or someone who you don't, you know, an, an acquaintance. So, oh yeah, dude. just tell them, tell them to give them the Nal wave. Don't flick them off. Just give them the Nal wave. Just be like, nah, I'm not talking about this. Like, literally, put your hand up in the air and wave in their face and tell them no, and then change the subject to talk about something more appropriate. I have a softball teammate who asks me every, uh, I don't know, every uh, two weeks or three weeks during the season, when are you gonna have another one? When are you gonna have another one? And I'm like, I don't know you. Right, like why, and why does it matter to them? Why does it matter? It's so stupid. Next one, at Quake underscore DFS. In a high-stakes Mario Kart competition, N64. Did you play Mario Kart 64? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, see you. Uh, should it be allowed to take shortcuts on Wario Stadium and Rainbow Road? What do you mean allowed? <laughs> okay, no, look, look. Danny, this is, a, this is a very fair thing to ask. What? Okay? Yeah, okay. First of all, no one can beat. No one's better than me at taking the Wario Stadium shortcut. No one. Yeah, I'll take your word. I'll planet, take your word for it. On this planet, the Rainbow Road. So I think actually the answer to this is no to Wario Stadium because it's too easy. No shortcuts on Wario Stadium. What? But but yes, shortcuts to Rainbow Road because that one is harder to do. It's it's incredibly hard, and sometimes you bounce off of the, right. of the, road. the worst part is when you land it and you start celebrating and then you 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 literally you tilt into the universe so like that's yeah, you, that's that's what's going on yes you go into the the, the vast never-ending vacuum of space with toad going <laughs> yes. Um, yes 
it's that's uh no wait no you should be able to take any uh, I'm a I'm a libertarian on on this point <laughs> you should be able to take any possible shortcut that there is uh that is your choice see like all right I I can see where you're coming from from that perspective I get it I get it because that the other thing too is that there are some you know like okay so I've never lost at Yoshi Valley. Um, what does that mean? Because you definitely <laughs> no, lost. no, never in my life. Because I know, I know the optimal route to go. Okay, I know the. So if you guys want to know how to win Yoshi Valley, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share. I'm like a magician sharing his secrets right now, sharing his tricks. If you want to go Yoshi Valley, okay. Once you hit the 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 part where you have to choose paths, you go right, first left, right across the bridge. And then there's a there's a really really sharp left, and that's what, that puts you back on the track where everyone's at. So it's what? so it's right left right left. I'm telling Wait. you guys, go fire up your N64 right now. Fire up Mario Kart. You will win when you go right left, and then the right the, the second right is when you go across this little bridge, and then there's uh-huh. a giant left after that. So what is uh wait which part of the track is this on? That's like right after you know right after the 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 start of the of uh-huh. the uh, of the map and then you get into like the uh, the dirt area yeah where it's you know there's not grass anymore and you can choose whether to go right or left so you go right and then you can keep going right but you should go left and then you go and then you can go left or right again you should go right and then you go across a bridge you got to get away from those porcupines that are chilling there trying to spin you out yeah, and then you make a giant. You gotta hit R. You gotta be tapping R all the time in, in Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you hit R, and you and you do a sharp turn. It's a really sharp left turn, and then you're on track, and you're at the part where everyone. It, it takes like tw- like like twelve seconds to get through the whole thing, and everyone else has taken twenty five seconds. All right, I'm telling you guys, please do that. Please and and at me if you know that I'm correct because I am correct. I am. I, it's 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 statistics. I I can't um I can't picture it in my head because it's been a long time since I played. But the shortcut thing, the shortcut question is ridiculous. You, everybody needs to be able to to do anything that they want on the on the course at any time. Okay, that's all right. All right. Uh, this next one is I didn't do it. I didn't say Dighton this time. Um, okay. with the creation of the Facebook group, are you guys prepared to handle the haters and losers from multiple social media platforms? So. I don't know if you guys knew this, but we tweeted it from the uh, from the LTS account. Someone created a, a closed Facebook LTS fan group where the background picture is an Arby's beef and cheddar, and <laughs> you guys need to you guys need to join it. It's it's fun to join. But I, I've gotten I'm just gonna say this now. I've gotten some I get like a lot of random friend requests on Facebook yeah. because they follow yeah. me on Twitter and stuff. I'm not trying to be rude, but I I don't accept those requests because Facebook is kind of like the people I've met IRL kind of place where I can, where I can be opinionated and that kind of thing. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. So just, just don't, don't take that as, as me being a a jerk to you. Uh, Let's see. We don't have that much time left. So I'm going to go to the pug father 22. What is the appropriate percentage to tip for a haircut? Denny, I'm asking you specifically because I go to the greatest of clips. Mm, I mean, 20%. Yeah, that's about that's about what I do. Yeah, I'm I'm I would love to have some really hot take um, uh, there, but no, it's a twenty percent. I took I took Xavier to get my haircut. I took him downtown, um, and he um, watched uh, Taylor Swift music videos on my phone while I got my haircut. <laughs> so that was a that was a special dad son uh, a bonding experience, and uh, and all, all the hipsters in the in the um, barbershop where I go. 
barbershop is called uh, uh barber at hell's bottom nice um, and when i told xavier that he goes oh <laughs> you said hell and anyway all the hipsters there were totally freaked out that there was a kid in there so it was it was interesting nice uh this last question at diego 24 fps what fantasy sports do they play on the upside down <laughs> uh i mean probably fantasy baseball because that's just such a weird thing to play. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for that answer i was so, <laughs> i was so waiting for that answer i play fantasy baseball though danny don't hate on it you still do yeah i play fantasy baseball god i thought you were over that what's wrong with you no i play fantasy baseball denny it's still good you, do you pay attention to baseball yeah of course you, you watch it yeah like like intentionally? Intentionally. I intentionally watch it. I get MLB package, MLB TV every year. What? Oh my Yeah, gosh. I stream them online, watch the Pirates lose. It's great. Yeah, I thought that you only watched when the Pirates were like way over 500. No, I mean, I do watch them when they're way over 500. I'm just more vo- – like that's the same thing with the Penguins when people are like, oh, you only talk about the Penguins on Twitter whenever they're in the playoffs. It's like, of course. Why would people give any crap about me talking about a game in October? No one cares. No one cares saw, about games in, in in May and June either, but especially Caps fans. But I uh, accidentally saw that the Twins are playing the Yankees in the in the playoffs, uh, which reminded me when I used to watch baseball and the Twins would always be the Yankees' sacrificial lamb in the in the, <laughs> in the first round. That was always good to watch. People had to pretend like it was going to be a series. You never know. No, you know, you know. Yeah, it's the Twins. They're going to get crushed. Yeah. For sure. All right, Denny, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Sorry to all the Twins fans out there. All all (laughs) dozen of you. Twins fans Uh, are tilting very hard right now. (laughs) And they're definitely, hey, and I just jinxed it. They're definitely going to win. You're welcome. True. Um, At CD Carter 13 on the Twitter. I'm at late round QB on the Twitter. Uh, my face is completely gone off of the Skype call right now, as it usually goes uh, as as the uh, as we get closer to the winter solstice, Denny. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it really is. It's like as winter approaches, JJ's face, you know, fades from existence. I, he's just a voice right now. <laughs> it really is true. It's just a voice. I have bad lighting in my office slash I don't have any lights on at all right now. Uh, but at late round QB, you can check out all my work over at numberfire.com. I also have a podcast, uh, the late round podcast and guys, we do have a Patreon account. You can go on our Twitter page at live the stream FF. That's also where you can ask fantasy questions for the show. Uh, but you know, if you want to support us and do whatever you can, whether it's three cents or $3 and 69 cents, whatever you want (laughs) to do, uh, do it because we would appreciate it. And we need we need more just so JJ can turn on the lights. Yeah, right. In his house. Right. He can't pay the power bill. Right. Can someone help him with this, yes. please? Yes. Guys, I'm sorry I did not queue up kicker plays for this week. I have a kicker column that you can find on my Twitter account at all times of the of the week. Check it out there. You can just ask me questions. Next week I will try my best to have to recommend like three or four waiver wire options for the people. Boom. All right, guys, enjoy the tilt montage from week four, and we will talk to you after week five. It's 1.42 p.m. in the Eastern time zone. I've had to urinate since before noon. Uh, I refuse to empty my bladder until something good happens.
Um, this is my form of protest. And if you don't like it, then you can see the Constitution. Um, so just, I'm just waiting you know, for anything, anything, literally anything will do. Any of the field goal kickers that I wrote about this week, if they even made an extra point, I would go ahead and use the bathroom. But, I, but not until someone on one of my fantasy teams scores a point. I will sit here and I will give myself a bladder infection until these players perform. A lot of people don't have this kind of willpower. I do. I take pride in that. It's 1.48 p.m. Eastern Time, and Matt Prater just made a field goal, so I have to go pee. Oh, God. Computer, do I have a bladder infection? Yes, you do. You idiot. Well... Uh, 2.15 in the Eastern Time Zone. Uh, by the way, I should say good morning to the West Coasters out there. Um, and I was just reminiscing about when uh, Buck Allen used to get targets and catch passes and do some things, you know, various things on the field, get the ball, and then run with the ball um, in a uh, positive direction. Um, I was just reminiscing about that. I was jotting it down in my journal so that I would remember it one day and I could, um, I could tell my, tell my kids, tell my kids about, you know, the, the two week, uh, run where Buck Allen was, um, usable in, in, in fantasy football. Um, it was glorious and, um, I'm fine with, uh, you know, blowing my, uh, free agent budget, blowing my fab to get him in a lot of leagues, so uh, mostly I blame JJ, and uh, I am tilting. 3.01 Eastern Time, and uh, Fairbairn slash Fairbarn, the kicker for Houston, um, whose name uh, no one knows quite how to pronounce. Um, <clears throat> by no one, I mean me. Uh, he has, uh, so he has 10 points, which is nice. It's not bad after, you know, I pushed him in my column and talked about him on Twitter a little bit this week. And so he has 10 fantasy points. It's, that's fine. Uh, 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 until you look at the scoreboard and realize the Texans have, that's right, 44 points. And he has, uh, 10 points. So that is what scientists would call uh, tilting and I am tilting um, I'm, I'm also being a greedy pig in uh, looking at 10 points from my kicker and saying that's not good enough but yes, the uh, tilt is happening it's 3.46pm Eastern Time and uh, Kaimi Fairbarn slash Fairbairn has now 15 fantasy points. So I will shut my mouth, uh, stop tilting, uh, and uh, log off the internet for a while. Thank you, and goodbye.
My daughter is tilting. Mega tilt. Death tilt. Baby tilt. 6.03 p.m. and uh, Nick Folk. Nick Folk, guys. Not one. Not two. Um, but three missed field goals. Uh, so... <laughs> I mean, you know, what can you do? What can you do? I mean, I'm actually, I'm laughing. I'm not mad. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm not mad. It's uh, 2.47 a.m. Eastern Time on um, Monday. And, uh... I'm I'm doing okay. I was uh, I was found uh, in the on the back patio, uh, naked except for my socks. Uh, passed out in a pool of my own vomit, um, muttering something about Nick Folk. Anyway, my wife found me um, just before she left again. And uh, the ambulance came, and um, they've diagnosed me uh, with uh, what they call killer tilt. So I could die at any moment, they say. Um, and uh, if I find out that Brandon McManus missed a field goal, I will indeed uh, perish, uh, leave this computer simulation uh, in which we exist I am medically uh, tilting thank you for listening to live in the stream we hope you enjoyed the internet podcast don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now it won't take long it's fast for more fantasy football info check out Sure about the t-